this time next year. Written and read by Liz Hines. 14th of January, Wednesday evening. Tricia just phoned. She said she'd called earlier, but I was out. I spoke before thinking and said I'd been at Weight Watch World. She was thrilled and said, Oh, Alison, I am so pleased. I haven't liked to say anything, but Jeff and I were both getting rather concerned. I know food can sometimes be an escape mechanism, but it reaps its own reward. And I'm thrilled you've realised that before it's too late. Jeff will be delighted when I tell him. Did you phone for a reason, Tricia? Oh, yes, of course, silly me. Now, you know it's my birthday in a few weeks' time. Well, I'm having a little dinner party on the Saturday after to celebrate. Nothing too grand, just a few friends, and I hoped you'd be free to join us. Me? Of course, now I know you're dieting, I will plan my menu very carefully. The others won't even be aware. It'll be our little secret. And I know that my birthday is not for a few weeks, but some of my friends lead very busy social lives. They need plenty of notice. Obviously, that's not the case with you, but I like to get these things sorted out early. So, you are free, aren't you? I wanted to say, no, I'm busy. But I knew that Mum would get to hear of it and would interrogate me until I broke down. I did make a show of having to check my diary, even though I knew the only thing in it for February was renew TV licence. So, I am going. I can't understand it. I've never been invited to one of Trisha's soirees before. Not even with Brian as a couple. I wonder if she has an ulterior motive. No, that's being unfair. She's just being kind. Oh, because she feels sorry for me. I don't need her pity. I will call her back and say I can't go after all. I'll say I'm very sorry, but I've just remembered an important engagement. I'll work out later what to say to Mum. I'll phone now before I lose courage. Later again. Tricia said she could read me like a book and she had anticipated that I would feel nervous, but her friends were all perfectly lovely people and that I was not to be silly. They did not judge people on what they did for a living. Being an office assistant was perfectly acceptable for a divorced woman, and if I was worrying about what to wear, she would come over and go through my wardrobe if I wanted her to, but she was sure that I must have a little black dress, which would be very suitable. She had written me in now and that was that. So, that is that. I am committed now. 15th of January. I went to Sainsbury's to stock up on diet food. I've never really noticed before what a wide range is available. I can buy low-fat, healthy versions of most of my favourites. I don't have an overly sensitive palate, so I'm sure I won't be able to taste the difference. This diet, or rather lifestyle change, will be a doddle. I wasn't even tempted, or rather not overly tempted, to buy a custard slice, in spite of yesterday's reminder about how nice they are. I will lose weight very quickly at this rate. I bought a Weight Watch World Ready Meal saucy chicken to keep in the freezer for emergencies, but it's rather late now and I've had a long day so I'll eat it tonight. I can replace it tomorrow in my lunch hour. Later. Perhaps saucy chicken is not one of the better ready meals. It's not that it was unpleasant exactly, but it did leave a slightly bitter aftertaste. And it was a rather small portion. I'll buy something different tomorrow. I mustn't judge a whole range on the strength of one meal. 
and I'll reward myself for sticking to my diet today by having one of the munchie bars I bought at slimming class. Even later. I was sure we had some toothpicks in the bathroom. Brian always insisted on keeping a supply there for when he ate steak, or any meat in fact. He must have taken them with him when he went. I bet picking his teeth goes down well with Gina. I think I have some sausage sticks downstairs. I'll go and look. I wouldn't have believed it possible for one small mm, munchie bar to leave so many traces while bringing so little pleasure to one's taste buds. 16th of January. The dentist was very understanding when I phoned. I thought I'd be lucky to get an appointment at all today, but when I called at quarter past eight and explained the circumstances, he said to call in on my way to work. He said his wife has been on a diet for ten years or forever, he wasn't sure which, and in that time her teeth have struggled with more than one so-called healthy bar. He did suggest, though, that in future I keep a supply of proper toothpicks in the house, as they are stronger than sausage sticks, and less likely to break and wedge between my teeth. My visit to the dentist means that my bargain munchie bars have cost approximately £5.65 each. Not such a good deal after all. 19th of January. Young Mr D went out at coffee time and came back with cream cakes for the three of us, as he was feeling a bit of the post-Christmas blues, and he was sure we were too. I felt it would be cheerless to refuse, and I was just trying to decide between an eclair and an apple puff when Muriel said, Oh, Alison can't eat cream cakes, you know, she's on a diet. Oh, Alice, I didn't know, young Mr D said. I'm so sorry. I wouldn't have put temptation in your way if I'd realised. He took the box off my desk. Muriel and I will go in my office to eat ours, and they both crept away as if I were dead, not dieting. It's true what they say. Dieters do it alone. I've worked here now for about six years and cannot ever remember young Mr D buying cream cakes for us before. I've had an apple and a banana for lunch. I am very virtuous and will soon be slim. 21st of January, Wednesday. It's my first class weigh-in tonight. I've had a very good week, apart from Saturday when my dreams of custard slices became too vivid to withstand but that was my only real deviation from a strict adherence to rules, and I expect to have lost several pounds. I feel much slimmer and healthier already, and I'm confident that this lifestyle will suit me very well. Later. I can't believe that I only lost half a pound. Perhaps the scales had not been correctly adjusted. I was one of the first to be weighed, although Bev was weighed straight after me and she had lost four pounds. Four pounds! How could she do that? She and Simon went out for a meal on Saturday and they went round to her parents for lunch on Sunday. In alcohol consumption alone she would have used more barred points than me. I can't hide the fact that I am very disappointed and I don't believe that eating slightly more bread than is recommended could have been the sole cause of my poor weight loss, as Lydia suggested. I am more inclined to think that I have slow metabolism. That is far more likely. At least my weight went down. One of the ladies had gained a pound. But as Lydia was keen to point out, it's only the first week. Some people find that it takes a little time for their bodies to get used to the new regime 
But you just wait until next week. I bet you'll have a dramatic loss. Just stick at it, Alison. Now let's everyone give Alison a great big clap of encouragement. I couldn't help noticing some very smug faces around the room as they cheered me on. I wouldn't be so superior if I had to lose as much weight as they need to. 27th of January, Tuesday. Martin and Jane refused to dance with each other in class this evening. Martin danced with me and said it was because they felt that, even though they were now a couple, they should not get too accustomed to each other's style as it might spoil them for others. I think he was only talking about dancing. It was just me, Nick and Stefan who went to the pub afterwards. Rosie and Peter weren't in class and Martin said he was going straight home. As, I have a busy day tomorrow and Jane, if you want a lift, would you mind missing the pub for once? I could see Jane was torn, but too settled in coupleship to risk pushing him further. I stuck to Diet Cola, equals nil bad points, while Nick and Steffi shared a bottle of wine. Nick, who had danced with Jane, told us that she spent the entire class whispering in his ear how anal Martin could be. Steffi found this hilarious. Nick roared too, but I didn't see what was so funny. In fact, I found most of their attempts at humour rather puerile. I've noticed this a lot of late, and not only with Nick and Steffi. Life in general seems to have lost some of its sparkle. I wonder if there are nasty chemicals in diet drinks that make you miserable. It would explain a lot. I must ask Muriel. As a Daily Mail reader, she knows all about the latest scares. It's no use being slim if in the process of getting there you've thrown yourself off a tower block. 28th of January, Wednesday. I lost two pounds this week. That's more like it. Although Bev lost four pounds again. However, Lydia said to me, and I told Bev, that a slow weight loss is much better than a fast one. You're less likely to put it straight back on that way. Bev gave me a dirty look. I'm only repeating what Lydia said, I said. You're just jealous because I've got my half stone badge. It's only a bit of sticky paper, for goodness sake. Why would I be jealous of that? I'm going to start walking to work. I don't know why I didn't think of that before. It will be good exercise and use lots of calories. I'll set my alarm for 20 minutes earlier than usual tomorrow so I can begin straight away. 29th of January, Thursday. I overslept this morning after sleeping through the alarm. The late start meant that I had to drive to work instead of walking as planned, and I was still slightly late. Young Mr D was not best pleased that there was no one here to greet his first client. If I'd remembered Muriel's dentist appointment, I would have made an extra effort to get here promptly. Still, I'm sure it's not the first time Mr Bevan has had to hang up his own coat, even if he is the closest thing we've got to a millionaire client. He made his fortune in slot machines, according to young Mr D, who was in school with him. He obviously had a lot more luck with slot machines than I ever did. Later. Young Mr D said that Mr Bevan made his fortune by taking advantage of innocent punters. Judging by his tone, there are issues underlying that comment. He didn't divulge any more in spite of gentle encouragement from me. I'm surprised that he is willing to deal with someone he apparently considers to be unscrupulous. 
but money can buy an awful lot of scruples. 1st of February I walked round to Mum and Dad's this afternoon. I was going at a steady pace, but it still took me half an hour, and I think it's slightly further to the office. I'm beginning to think that walking to work is not such a good idea. Apart from anything else, I would need a shower by the time I got there. Mum is delighted that I had been invited to Trisha's party. Her joy reminded me of the time in junior school when I was the only girl in the class not invited to Donna Wilson's birthday party. Mum kept asking me what I had done to upset Donna. I told her nothing, but she insisted it must be my fault. When she discovered an invitation stuck between two books in the bottom of my satchel, she picked me up and swung me round. Her daughter was not a social outcast after all. Now, you, you will be careful, won't you, Alison? You know I always try to be, Mum. Tricia has some very expensive pieces of porcelain and some beautiful crystal. She's bound to be using it when her friends come round, so do take care. I think I might have mentioned the fire in Claude's to her, so no doubt she'll avoid candles, but if she should forget, promise me you'll be careful. Why don't you phone and remind her? Oh, that's a good idea. I'll do that now. Eunice, come back. Alice was only joking. Dad spoke firmly. Honestly, the way you go on, you'd think Alice was in the habit of setting fire to restaurants. Dad laughed and went on. Our daughter knows how to behave. I'm sure she won't let you down in front of Trisha's friends. Mum has been talking to Trisha about her party and apparently the other guests will be Trisha's bridge partner and her husband, paediatrician and surgeon respectively, their next-door neighbours, bank manager and teacher, and the managing director of a computer firm. The way Mum said the final one made something click in my brain. She produced it with a flourish, like a magician. Of course, how thick am I? I should stop asking myself these questions. I don't like the answers. I am being set up. Or maybe, and more likely all things considered, he is. Um, what do you know about the spare man? He's single and about your age. Bill, didn't Jeff say that he's hoping he'll be able to get a good deal on computers? I'm sure that's what he said. So you will be nice to him, won't you, Alison? You mean my brother and sister-in-law are offering my favours in return for a good deal on computers? Mum, I'm shocked. Dad laughed again. I don't see what's so funny. They're not asking you to do anything. Just be polite. I'm sure you can manage that. Now, I wasn't going to tell you this, but you've only been invited this time because Stephanie, Trisha's accountant friend, will be off on a retreat in Thailand. So if you want to be invited again, you must put on a good show. She said the same thing before Donna Wilson's party. Sad to recall I ate too much cake and was sick. But I did remember to say thank you for having me, Mrs Wilson, just before throwing up.